I woke up this morning with the sundown shining in I found my mind in a brown paper bag but then I tripped on a cloud and fell eight miles high I tore my mind on a jagged sky you know how excited I am for this podcast episode? I made a second cup of coffee. I made a second cup of coffee as well. Shit is going to be lit up and on fire. <laughs> I don't know. I don't ever drink second cup of coffee. Really? This is shit. Oh, yeah. You got to get in there. All right. I'm upstairs in the garage. Oh, man. I lost my little uh, screens. Oh, here it is. I'm approaching the recording studio. <laughs> A.K.A. the office, I assume? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's more than just an office. It's, you know it's so, so much more. It can do so many things. I'll tell you what, though. It is cold up here. What temperature, that, what temperature are we looking at there? I don't know. I turned the heat off a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and uh, it's chilly. I mean, it's probably 50. I don't know. It's not like freezing. Hold on. Get That's the headphones. Gross. Okay. water going to this is going to be great <laughs> is that is that the intro <laughs> that's my intro i'm ready okay i'm swinging <laughs> he's, he's coming in hot coming in hot ladies and gentlemen you are now listening to the talk show my name is scott i am your host here in austin texas and all the way north in the great state of Vermont, the original Green Mountain Boy himself, Adam St. Germain. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome up to the talk show, episode 467, and in this corner, undefeated, <laughs> five-star reviews for everyone. Five-star reviews all across yeah. the board. Adam St. Germain, how are you feeling today? How are you doing? Uh, I'll tell you what, you know, uh, I'm, I'm good. It could be better. This weather, it's the worst weather. I know we've talked about this combination of weather in the past <laughs> where it's like mid forties and raining. It is the worst. Yeah. It's just cold enough to be not like real terrible, but miserable to try and do anything in it. Like not, you don't want to really work out in that. I mean, you could, but you don't want to. No, you don't want to do anything, and there's no <laughs> snow, so you're not gonna you're not gonna go skiing, and everything's wet, so you're not gonna like go do an activity else. You know, yeah. Ugh. I don't want to spoil so. it for you, but today in Austin, the sun is out, and it's supposed to get to seventy. So a little different, but well, we had we had that weather; it was really nice. Yeah, and then these last few days, we we you're slipping, son. You're slipping. <laughs> Couple things right off the bat. Green Mountain Boys. Does that mean anything to you? Do you know what that re is a reference to? Yeah. So I would just say for the future, I would not use the term <laughs> Green Mountain Boys. <laughs> that, that was <laughs> kind um, of what I was trying. Was, it, was, it was being used in um, somewhat jest. But tell me. Tell me why. Yeah. No, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, I would just say it would be uh, – what is that term? Mm, um false that no <laughs> false false valor ah yeah, yeah we can't claim to be green mountain boys yeah the great the green mountain boys are, are uh the air force that are located here in um vermont and the base is is pretty close by it's actually in south burlington yeah so for uh, the listener neither me or adam is in the military uh we're we're having a laugh the green mountain boys were a militia organization first established in 1770 in the territory between the british provinces of new york and new hampshire known as the new hampshire grants and later in 1777 as the vermont republic it was headed by ethan allen and members of extended family and it has it existed in one form or another up into the modern day i didn't know any of that actually it originally, That's it originally was a militia that protected uh, the area that is now Vermont from other areas that were trying to encroach and absorb it. Yeah, you don't don't play with them Vermont boys. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was like killing time waiting for you because you didn't answer the first time I called. I, we always have to put that on the podcast. But anyway, in the interim Wait, time. I really? Was, you called? I called. You didn't answer. And it, while that was happening, oh, yeah. I was going down a rabbit hole of the Vermont State Wikipedia looking for something interesting to say. <laughs> You know what I was doing? What were you doing? I was making coffee. Mm. 
We're both sipping on some coffee here at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, I just here's a, here's a bit of advice for everyone. If you enjoy coffee, if you don't, this is a great time to take a break. <laughs> Use the bathroom. Come back and come, come back, back in two minutes. <laughs> if you do enjoy coffee and you enjoy brewing coffee, um, whether that's a uh, via AeroPress or pour over method or uh, maybe like a Chemex or whatever thing you got going on that's not a drip machine and you're going to use like a like an electric kettle to get your water ready for your brewing. Mm. I made a buying decision two years ago when I when I committed to the to the kettle, the electric kettle. And for ten dollars less, you could get the the nice electric kettle without the programmable thermostat. Ah. It would just turn off when the water boiled. And I thought. Yeah, I don't, I don't need that. Why do I need that? <laughs> Two years in, I now realize having the adjustable thermostat is absolutely worth the $10. <laughs> and you have now subsequently spent that extra $10, I take it. Because, because every time... No, I haven't. No, because mm. now I would, have to, I would have to buy a whole new kettle to gotcha, do it. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, um, so I just commit to burning my mouth every time. Because <laughs> um, I'm too stubborn. So... Uh, so what happens now is the water boils and then they tell you, right? Like everyone knows you don't want to make coffee with boiling water. No. So you wait, you know, you wait 30 seconds to a minute. Fine. Sure. Turns out 30 seconds to a minute is actually not long enough. It's still not palatable. It's still incredibly hot. <laughs> <laughs> and so if I had the adjustable thermostat, I'd be able to stop that sucker right at 185. Let it sit it. for 30 seconds. Boom! I'd be ready to go. Yeah, so. that it's it's a trick, and there's an ideal temperature for uh, brewing coffee that is under boiling, just by a, like another twenty degrees or something under boiling. Yeah, I think it's like the high. It's like the one nineties, I think, or yeah. something like that. I want to say it's one hundred and ninety two because there used to be a cafe named after mm. it that I was aware of. But at any yeah, rate, I know I know it's right. It's right in that sweet spot. So yeah. so here we are. What what is it? It's April, uh, June, April. Where? What month is it? It's April eighteenth. Jesus Christ. I don't, dude, it's, it's pandemic month uh, 13 and a half. Yeah, so we, we passed. We now have passed the year mark of the pandemic. I don't think we've done an episode since marking that occasion. Uh, how's your pandemic going, Adam? Uh, how's well, how's I would Vermont? Just, how does it feel? Oh, Vermont is good. I just want to say from a personal point of view, before I speak on behalf of everyone in Vermont. <laughs> which, um, which you're allowed to do. <laughs> well, as, a, as the mayor of North Ferris Wheel, I, it's within my, it's within <laughs> so, my rights. Um, <clears throat> but uh, you know, early on in the in the pandemic, I was personally one of the first people affected by having a pandemic birthday. <laughs> That's right. Shortly followed by my daughter. But um, now everyone has gotten to enjoy having a pandemic birthday. That's right. So I just, I just, you know, I'm glad that we all get to share in that experience. Some of us like myself, got to share in it twice, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping to only be a one-time guy. Um, <laughs> um, so we'll see. Um, but Vermont is otherwise is, is pretty good. Um, they're scheduling July 4th as um, everything will be reopened, fully open. Wow. And um, so, what's the vaccine status for you and your family? I thought you guys were scheduled sometime. Oh here. yeah, I just, I just, Allie actually uh, just got her first shot last week, and I'm scheduled for the juice next Friday or this coming Friday, really. Twenty third. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. Do yep. You, do you know which shot it'll be? Um, Moderna. Okay. Good. Very good. Takes a little longer to get vaccinated on Moderna, but only by like six or seven days. So that's good. What What does that mean? It takes longer. So um, the shots are spaced out differently between the Pfizer and the Moderna. The Pfizer is about a three-week interval, and the Moderna is about a four-week interval between shot one and shot two. And then I think the general consensus is you're at maximum safety about two weeks after the second shot. Now, what if you can't go back exactly four weeks later? Does it matter? It's, it's okay. That's There's an optimal spacing, and like with everything in like uh, – scheduling in medicine it's usually based on like someone had to pick an interval for the study and then that's what they studied so uh, mm. they would have to mm. re you know there's no one has time to study what about three weeks what about five weeks so no one's going to really know but because the way they did it in the 
protocol was uh, four weeks for Moderna and three weeks for Pfizer. That's just what they're going to try to stick to. And um, if you weren't available on those dates, they'd still vaccinate you. It's just, you know, there's an ideal spacing based on what they studied. Well, let me ask you your opinion of this. I'm curious. So my first shot here is on uh, Friday, the 23rd. Yes. Four weeks. If it were exactly four weeks, that would put my second shot on Friday, the 21st. Okay. I'm scheduled to run the 250-mile trail race on the 25th. Yeah, that is... I, I was thinking I would schedule it for after the race. That's probably fine, but you could just push it back and do it on like that Tuesday or Wednesday. I would actually even give you a day and do it like maybe on that Wednesday or Thursday, which would put you past the interval, but it's going to knock you out. And if you're already knocked out from a 50-mile run... And I definitely wouldn't do it within a couple of days before it. Although, yeah, I mean, it depends. If you can give yourself a few days before, like move the appointment well, so the, so a couple of days, that might be fine. No, no, it's not the it's not the fifty mile run. I'm not really worried about that. It's the it's the two fifty. Oh, okay, yes, okay, that is a much longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which starts on so the so uh, which starts on Tuesday, the twenty fifth. Got it. Got it. Got it. And then ends. just feels feels a little close. Yeah, that's a little close for something that monstrous. I wouldn't put something into your body that might actually knock you out for two days. Uh, it probably, right. It probably won't, but it totally could. You're young. Well, that's what I mean. It, you're it younger. Could, yeah. You're healthy. You have a good immune system. It could really knock you out. Like if your body really reacts to it in a way. So yeah, yeah. I would I would give yourself some sunshine on either side of it. Okay. All right. That's what I was thinking. Uh, I was just, uh, I hadn't asked anybody because I thought of it this morning and I was like, Ooh, that's, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We, we've vaccinated a ton of people, um, at the hospital, obviously staff. And then we, in our clinic vaccinated a bunch of our cancer care patients, many of whom are immunosuppressed to varying degrees. So we didn't even really know how they would react, like how much side effect they might have if their immune system isn't able to mount a big response to the vaccine itself. But even in that population, we saw some people who had um, decent uh, responses. So you just never know. Like I, I know people who would fit your demographic that were fine and just had an achy arm. And I know people who were pretty knocked out for a day or two. So it's, you just can't predict it. <laughs> mm, okay. All right. All right. All right. All this pandemic news, yeah, you've been enough, juiced, enough. juiced for months at this point, so we yeah. don't even need to talk about that. Oh, I had something on my to-do list here, but let's let's get to, what do you want to catch up about first here, Adam? Well, let's get, why don't we catch up on uh, uh, the, the ongoing 2021 challenge, Marathon of the Month. Yes, Marathon I of the Month. I think we can hit that, um, and we can hit, I don't know, let's start there. Marathon of the Month. It is now April. What's your plan for this month, Adam? Yeah, so I'm hitting it on Saturday, the 20, well, I say that, it might actually end up being Sunday, Saturday or Sunday, the 24th or 25th, uh, we've had fair weather here, so uh, I'm excited, I'm going to get off pavement and get into the woods, um, which I'm very much looking forward to. It's exciting. Yes, I am yeah. going to be doing my run at the Xterra ATX trail run. <laughs> Pace Bend Park on the 25th of this month, which is a Sunday. And that's going to be a, an organized event, which is the first thing of that type I'll have done this calendar year. Everything we've been doing has been DIY, essentially. So that's going to be interesting just in and of itself as an experience. Um, socially distanced now, well, start and finish yeah, what line it, is my understanding. I have to reread the material, but most of the events I've looked at are masks and everything until you're on the trail and have some space. Got it. Yeah, I was curious about that. So I have the um, in May, early May, I'm doing a 50 miler, mm -hmm. um, the Blood Root Ultra 50 miler. There'll be some savages there, I think, doing a 500 miler. Damn, that's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's just, um, that's just. I mean, good for them. <laughs> that's all I can say to that. Good for them. I, I'm, I'm really just curious. Like, I'm excited. I mean, one, I'm excited to go do an event. Right. Like that's just sounds to do great. something that has a social component to it. You know, I mean, I just want to do something where I don't need to carry 50 miles worth of shit on my back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, once you get past, I would even say 20 miles, once you get into that marathon distance, 
the logistical stuff of not having an organized event becomes very annoying, you know, no matter how you handle it. Even if it's oh. like, even if you set yourself up an aid station, having to come to a complete stop for an extended period of time is also breaks your rhythm. It's, I don't know. It's tough. I, I will say, uh, totally agree, 100% agree. Um, I will say that because of the way last year went down, 2020, and the running that we were doing, and the the long events and like, or not events, the long runs, mm-hmm. um, it was a really great learning experience. It was like a forced learning experience sure. of like how to support those kinds of runs by yourself. And I, I don't think, like in any other circumstance, I don't think I would have done that. Yeah. You know, I would have, I would have continued to seek out events and like the whole deal and, and it, it put it in a different light and kind of really highlighted like, um, the accomplishment of being self-sufficient. And I think it was a really good lesson learned. Uh, but so that was, and that it, was a good takeaway. I definitely think it helped with the mindset because there is a thing that happens when you're like, I'm going to do this thing. It isn't what anyone else here is doing. <laughs> like it is, and it is, uh, there's really no reason. I mean, like we talked about it on that previous episode, but my first marathon distance run ever was on town Lake on a random weekend day. And then I kept running for like four or five more miles after that. Cause that wasn't the goal. And like, if you told me that was how I would pass 26.2 the first time, I would not know why that would be happening. But in the context of the, <laughs> of the pandemic and the podcast, it, it just seemed to make sense at the time. Even now I'm like, that was weird that we did that, but it, it worked out, you know? Yeah. I think it was a huge, um, it was a huge confidence booster. I was just kind of doing some planning this morning about the upcoming 50 miler. And I was like, okay, well I should get some runs in (laughs) (laughs) some amount of running before that. But I felt really calm about it. You know, like I wasn't, I think, yeah, I think panic people get anxious, right. When there's an event coming or they're like, Oh, have, have I done enough? Have I done this? And, and well, obviously, look, I'm not going there to set any records or like put down a fast time. I'm just going there to enjoy the event and, and cover the distance. But um, I feel totally comfortable. Like, yep, okay, it's on this date. I'm going to do this run. I can work this in here. I can do some short runs. Like, I'll be fine. I'll test out these shoes, make sure they're good. And like, so it was, it was a great confidence booster, that stuff we did last year. And that it yeah. doesn't go away. You know, you don't, yeah. you don't forget that. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So. I'm, like, I'm looking at this Xterra thing and I'm coming into it with minimal running training, although I'm trying to ramp up a bit this week, but, um, it's, and the distance on the Xterra event, it's like 22 miles. We talked about this off the podcast. So to make it count and to feel like I've checked the box for April, I'm actually going to run a little bit before and a little bit after the event, which again would seem weird if it weren't for like already being in the mindset that like, it doesn't matter what everyone else here is doing. I'm going to do my thing, you know? Well, I think you'll find that um, I bet the top 10% of the race will will all be doing actually the same thing. I, they'll all be doing a mile or two beforehand. Probably. Um, Probably. And they'll, do a, and they'll do a cool down run afterward. I think that's pretty common amongst like the the more elite runners i think the people that are just there to cover the distance are like gonna jog around the parking lot <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. you know which is which is fine too right like hey, you know it's, yeah, it's all good it's all good uh i'm gonna propose to them that they do the t-shirt at the end and uh and that's the medal from now on our, our previous <laughs> formulation yeah for that's events. that's the way man that is totally the way oh also on a side note i did write in my little notes app here <clears throat> we're good <laughs> big announcement for the rest of 2021, uh, the talk show has now adopted the CrossFit numbering system. So all podcasts for the rest of 21 will be 21 point the next number in the sequence. 21.1, actually, 21.2, It's actually, all kidding aside, it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad system. <laughs> it's like one of the first things I've liked out of CrossFit, so I'm keeping it. <laughs> That's a joke. Please, no one at me. That is a joke. I, we love the CrossFit people. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me. <laughs> no, no, no nags. Don't at Don't me. yuck my yum or don't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, we could talk. We could talk about that. If you want to hit on, on CrossFit, the CrossFit open has come and gone. Yeah. Let's, um, let's, let's talk about that. Cause I don't think we talked about it much on the podcast. We might've mentioned 21.1 might've already happened when we did the last. I think episode. it was, it was in the middle of it, right? I think we were in the middle of the open yeah. at the time. You so. kind of were explaining to me a little bit of it on the last one, but how many workouts 
are involved in it and uh who won do, do we know yeah we do know so um the there were three weeks of of workouts and so they announced it on thursday and you have to submit your your results your score by monday evening gotcha so you get you got three and a half days to do it the weekend basically or the long weekend yeah you get a long weekend you get like a weekend plus depending on your life schedule and the whole deal. So you see the workout, you have a little bit of time, but not enough time to like re reinvent your ability to do those activities. So it's kind of, you got to come into it with a diverse set of skills. If you're going to do, yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be prepared. A lot of people, um, will do the workout twice because maybe they'll do it once and then they'll learn something either from themselves or from another athlete. And they're like, Oh, I should have done xyz thing better and so they'll do it again to improve their score that seems seems legitimate i would imagine like doing like a friday evening and then resting saturday and trying again sunday type of scenario or maybe even super yeah. yeah super common super super common so um that happened but the last so you had one workout for 21.1 you had one workout for 21.2 but then 21.3 they split into two it was really one workout, but it had two components. So it had two separate scores. So you could do them independently of each other instead of... No, 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 no. You had to do both of them, and you had to do them in the exact order, and you had to do both of them in the same time frame. Gotcha. So it was really but, one thing, but it was more... Explain what it was. But, Maybe that'll make it clear. Um, yeah, so the first part was... Um, what the hell was it? <laughs> Is this the, was this the one with the box jumps? No, that was the second one. Okay. Um, this, 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 okay, hang on. Just bear with me. While, while you're looking it up, while you're looking it up, I will let people know. I know that Matt, who's probably listening, already knows this, but 21.2 involved, uh, I don't remember how many box jumps, but it was um, alternating box jumps, I think, from either side of the box. Adam, you can correct Bur- me. Burpee, burpee box jumps. Burpee box jumps, which spawned for the whole following week uh, a litany of videos of people missing the box and <laughs> falling, which was yes. great. That was my favorite yes. part of this year's CrossFit Open was missing the box uh, memes, videos. Those were great. A lot of, lot of falls. Oh, okay, right. Here's, here's the workout. I got it now. I got it. So um, you had to do front squats. You had to do some gymnastics movement. It changed each round. There was toes-to-bar, chest-to-bar pull-ups, and then bar muscle-ups. And then you had to do thrusters, which is like a squat, but then you press the barbell overhead. So three separate rounds of that. Then you rested, uh, you know, for a minute or so. And then you had seven minutes to do this heavy barbell movement um, where you had to do like a deadlift, a clean, a hang clean, and then a jerk. And so the first workout, your score was your time. The second workout, your score was the weight you lifted. Gotcha. Interesting. So, um, did you, did you do all three of the workouts? I did. Yep. Yep. I really, um, the second one went super well for me, like really, really well. Um, like top 8% in the world, top 7% of the world, something like that was super duper. Um, the, the first one was a real struggle because I couldn't, I couldn't jump rope for that weekend for whatever reason. Which you do all the time. People who follow any of your fitness stuff online know that jump rope, jumping rope, proficiently is a regular part of your workout. So no one really understands what happened with that. But he, well, I look, I did some digging about this, and I blame David Goggins. Sorry, David. <laughs> and what? How did David Goggins do this to you? <laughs> So we did, we, right. We both did the four by four by 48. That's true. Within and, a week and, of, or yeah, are, are we on then, the same week. I think it was like, we did it over the weekend and then this 21 one was the Wednesday or something or the Thursday. Right. It started the next weekend, right. The following Thursday. And so I'll just say that volume of running was very poor preparation for <laughs> a high volume of jumping rope. And I just, the motor control for whatever reason, I just lost it. Couldn't do it for the whole weekend. It was beyond frustrating. <laughs> it has since come back. Like I can jump, I can jump yeah. rope fine again. Like, oh, you know, <laughs> damn you so, David Goggins. Yeah. Oh, Hey, I, I, did, did yes. you get the shirt? I did get the shirt. 
Nice. I was on the fence about getting the shirt, and then when you said you got the shirt, I was like, okay, I feel okay about this. I'm gonna get the shirt. <laughs> it's fun. I'll be I'll be honest. I've I've done, and I mean you as well. I've done uh, tons of events, right? Tons of mm-hmm. bike race events, and and I've actually never been excited to wear any of those shirts. I mean, I, I wear them. I almost never find them there's two issues with that right and uh listeners out there if you've done uh any type of bike race run whatever i think you'll probably agree with what i'm about to say the sizing of event shirts is garbage like i don't know who they buy these (laughs) things from but the sizing is always pure shit like completely wrong so i'm a medium in every type or brand of t-shirt that exists other than an event shirt in which case god knows what size i am but they never fit Okay, I, I've not, I haven't kind of dared you. I was just going to say, I was just like, they're never super compelling, right? And, and like, they're never compelling either. The only one I ever rocked on a regular basis because it was funny to me was the Yarmouth Clam Festival bike race shirt because it had like a... That's a funny shirt. It has a no, clam a riding shirt. a bike. The name of the event is just weird. Like, it was great. I, I wore that shirt all the time. <laughs> no, see that? That's a good. It's a compelling shirt, right? Yeah. That one, I've retired long ago because it was a size small. I'm I'm you're far so, from a size you, small. You're so small right now. <laughs> so, so that's those are a lot of shirts have, have been the dust. But anyway, what I was gonna say was I've I've never been like I've never excited about wearing those shirts. Like they're not like a big thing. But this particular one, I was like I was proud to wear it. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah it was cool. This is this is a cool thing. It's so. a cool thing. It's a conversation start and it actually is nicely designed. Whoever you had to do it, it, it looks good. Yeah, it's very simple, right? Like yeah. totally simple. Oh uh, yeah, I was into it. So definitely I will happily, I will pay for a nice event shirt. I don't, I don't want you to give me a shitty event shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I, and then what do you do? I actually got to get rid of some. I, I found one the other day from, um, when we did the Burlington relay marathon, whatever year that oh, was. Oh dude, that was like 2000. 10? I asked for a medium event shirt. This thing could like fit Andre the Giant. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck they were doing when they, they I mean, and that's sorry, that's one Vermont, of those ones but. where it's like a that's one of those ones where it's like a tech shirt. It's a tech you know, shirt, technic, it's expensive, but it's like a shit, it's a shitty material. It's like yeah, not it's, nice. Yeah, why just like just make the entry fee less or make the metal out of I don't know, like just give me maple syrup, give me a nice bottle of maple syrup. I'll take that. Right? Uh, you know, that would be that'd be a solid. That would be Oh, that reminds me. Hey, send me a text message later. I'll I'll mail you a bottle of maple syrup. <laughs> I'm in. Sold. That was, that was the best thing to happen on the podcast so far. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For those so. that don't know, uh, I spent many a weekend in March uh, boiling maple syrup. So cool. So, it's the only time of year you can make it. It's a limited time frame. Mm-hmm. You got to wait for the sap to run out of the trees. You collect the sap. You put it in a big sheet pan. You boil it down. That's it. Magic. Wait, are these trees from your property? Your property, or yeah, we only tapped one. Um, next year we'll probably tap two or three. The one that we tapped is like four feet in diameter. It's gigantic. It's like the biggest maple tree I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Um, it's huge. And awesome. uh, and. It produced so much sap that it was like hard for me to even keep up. Um, so I'll, I'll have to, <laughs> to up awesome. my game next year. But um, now you know. And I only ruined one batch, so like that was a plus because there's like it takes like four hours to boil it down, and life's gonna get in the way sometimes. That's just how it is. Well, what happens is it takes four hours, and then there's like a two minute window <laughs> like, <laughs> where if you're not like, there. It's totally not ready for an eternity. And then when it's ready, it's ready immediately. And if you miss it, it's ruined. And that is game over. <laughs> oh, man. So, that is the, that's what makes it so special, though, I guess. It's a special yeah. uh, food product. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I only ruined one batch, which is fine. We got, we got plenty more. But, uh, yeah, remind me and I'll mail you down a bottle. Will do. Okay, so next up on the – oh, wait, so – to put a button on the CrossFit Open, you completed all the workouts. Uh, the commissioner, I believe, also completed all the workouts. Question mark. Do you know if they, the answer to that? Yes, the commissioner did complete all the workouts. And um, did he beat you in any of them? That's what I was just going to confirm. <laughs> I I think I'm pretty sure he got me in the last one with the weight. So it was. I think it was three to four. Um, 
but I will I will confirm while you bring up the next topic. So the next topic, I mean, there's a couple of things we could talk about. We got to keep it short today because uh, there is some uh, land landlord shit that we me and my wife have to deal with because we have a rental property. Oh yeah, you were you were saying that yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Um, needless to say, oh, so here's an interesting thing. Uh, we 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 do a segment every now and then on this podcast called 100, which is. Uh, Usually when we recap an episode of Joe Rogan or what we thought about it, it's called 100% because him and his guests say that phrase far too many times. But I, I thought we would change the name. I had, a, I had a dumb name for it. Now I can't remember what it was. But Joe Rogan has since moved to Austin. This uh, podcast is brought to you from the city of Austin by myself with Adam in Vermont. And uh, so he's moved here and there was a news item recently. There were a lot of rumors he was going to open up a comedy club here in the city. And apparently... Uh, I thought that was a real thing. Well, the real thing is that apparently, I, I haven't seen this in any major news source, That, but there was like a blog type source that said that he bought a theater called the One World Theater, which was the former name. I don't know what he'll name it. And that he is planning to open a, a comedy venue there. So that'll be interesting to see and like how it gets booked and really what his level of involvement with it is. But there were other rumors that he was going to reopen a place called Cap City Comedy, which was a, a landmark uh, here in Austin for comedy for a long time. I've seen lots of shows there. And um, that was just a rumor that was like apparently never anything <clears throat> real about that. And then there was other rumors he might, you know, you know, do this or do that. But, uh, but it seems like the one world theater thing is going to come through. He's been doing some shows in town here too. So I have complicated feelings about, uh, about the gentleman, especially he's kind of said some anti-transgender things recently, which I cannot get down with at all. Um, but, Whoa, he did? Yeah, I mean, it depends on how you want to take it. You can listen to some of the recent episodes. He's he's been and he's done that before. He's he's um he has said some insensitive uh, and uh, I would say uncool things. I'm not now we're talking about hate speech, but some insensitive and uncool things about transgendered folks um, mm. and their uh, you know feelings about how they want to be identified um, and things of that nature. Um, not a fun topic for our podcast, but the thing I'm saying is like, it's interesting to me that he's going to open up a theater here. We might get some live comedy back in the city. Cause right now we do have live comedy, like in some smaller venues, but the, the, the main venue that, that I was familiar with has been, uh, did was one of the victims of the pandemic. It went down early in the pandemic. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. I think it was a, a landlord thing. Like the landlord wasn't going to cut them any slack, I guess on the lease. And you, you can't pay a lease if you're not having shows. So it just kind of went down um yeah great venue for years uh though kind of fun like classic comedy club where you go and you have to get like shitty mozzarella sticks and a couple of beers to watch the show dude they have they have when you come visit when you come up to vermont for training camp whenever whenever that is we're gonna make this a real thing we're gonna have um, to happen yeah it's gonna be i'm gonna i'm gonna put this out there now okay Scott comes to training camp is gonna be the first episode on the short handled shovel youtube channel Love it. <laughs> I'm into that. Let's do that. But one of the but one of the things we'll do is we'll go to the comedy club. I don't even care. I just like going to the comedy club. I don't even care who's performing. Yeah. I will go see anyone. And sometimes um, sometimes you'll really uh score with that strategy. But at the local club here, uh I think it's even just called the Vermont Comedy Club. Shout out to those guys. Yeah. They have a they have like a combo deal where it's like a Gansett and a hot dog. That's awesome. I love that. That's <laughs> perfect. So good. Give me a hot dog. Pr- give me an easy to drink beer and tell me something funny. Yeah. When I first saw it on the menu, I was like, I sat down, I ordered it within like three seconds. And Allie was like, are you sure you want that? I was like, are, are you even asking that right now? <laughs> like, of course I want this. Hell yes. So I might even order a second hot dog when well, I was there. One thing I liked about Cap City is that uh, people tend to buy their tickets for the shows there kind of last minute. You know, they don't seem to pre-sell a whole lot, but you can't. But they, oh, got it, I but, got it. But they do it. But it just doesn't seem like people typically that choose to pay that way. So when I would see that an act I really liked was coming, I would um, I would pre-order like a month or so in advance, sometimes uh, two seats. And uh, when you do that, because they order the best seats first, you know, for people who reserve like automatically. Um, me, me and Brittany got like literally the two tops that are at the stage, like on numerous occasions, which is really fun. Cause you're like there, like you're like, Allie doesn't like those seats, but the problem with those seats is you're also potentially the target for interaction. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Ali. Does Ali wants to be like back in the dark corner? <laughs> yeah. I like the seats, yeah. but I don't want to be interacted with. But so far, I, I'm like my streak is good. Like I'm not the most attention drawing person in that row. So there's always some drunk girl in that row that they tend to focus on. There you go. There you go. Let <laughs> let her take it. Let her take exactly. It. The comedy club, popular um, popular date night destination for for us. We really That's enjoy great. it. That's a great Super idea. Super fun. Um, so. And, and uh, like definitely something fun to do. I, I agree totally. Um, so just to go just to go backwards before I forget, got to sure. give the commissioner his due. Okay, give him his flowers. I I beat him uh, number one. I beat him number two. I beat him number three. He got me by two pounds. On number four. Wow. Shout now, out to I, the commish for taking a Respect. Respect. He got it. He earned it. He did have the benefit of me telling him my score before he did the workout. Now let's, 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 let's bring up something. See, he doesn't have that. We should call him in eventually. Cause I feel bad. Like <clears throat> he's not here to defend himself, but this seems to be a strategy that the commissioner employs <laughs> with some frequency. <laughs> Because he nipped I mean, me during the strain weeks challenges, he nipped me with this type of mentality several times. Where I would post I'm to him, gonna, "Hey, look, I beat you today," and then he would go do something else just to try and get get back ahead of me. I'd be like, "No, I'm going to bed. This isn't fair." I mean, it's I'm, fair. I'm but. just I'm just gonna say right, like, hey, you know, it's an effective strategy, if nothing else. <laughs> so it shout out effective. to him. He did the work. He he lifted the weight. He gets the flat. Yeah, he d- he good. did do it. He he knocked it out. Um, so, you know, it's good. And just to remind everybody, anything I have to say or do with CrossFit is 100% entirely the commissioner's fault. <laughs> I was curious where that was going. Um, you're not speaking on behalf of the Champlain Valley CrossFit. <laughs> no, right. the whole reason I even went to Champlain Valley CrossFit was because of the commissioner. Oh yeah. He's a real troublemaker. And once again, we should let people know his name is Matt Noel. If you want to reach out to him on social media, he's a shout good, out to he's a good Emmanuel. follow. Yeah, follow follow him up. He has a good follow. He also has an alleged podcast that we're we're waiting for the has uh, has there been an episode and it went dormant or is it just a no I, forthcoming project forth forthcoming? Yeah, I'm not sure what is when his plan to launch it is. Yeah, but he needs we'll a produ- I'll, re- I'll reach out to him if he needs a producer. I, I know somebody who might be able to help him a little bit. We should put him under the talk show umbrella That's and then, we, and then it could be like a media company. That's right. We're eventually going to go on Patreon and people are going to have to pay for this. But right now we can't even give it to them for free. So we got to work on that a little bit. But <laughs> Let me ask you, wait, wait a sec. I did my first Patreon ever back in January. Okay. Are you a, are you a regular patron on Patreon? I, yeah, I patronize, um, I think currently three podcast, uh, providers, uh, that I, pay, oh, cool. that okay. I pay monthly for subscription podcast services. Some of my favorite podcasts are now on there, including I'll shout out, uh, one of my favorite podcasts is a comedy podcast called Hollywood handbook. They have like a little media empire of their own. So they have, uh, uh four shows that you can, uh, listen to that produce episodes throughout the week. So there's a new episode of one of the network of podcasts Monday through Friday. They do the oh, com- wow. comedy show, Hollywood handbook. They do a, a MBA themed, but mostly shit talking podcast called the flagrant ones. Really good. Follow there. And then comedian Carl Tart does a show called Carl calls his cousin, which is him and his cousin, Asan, who's a DJ. And they just talk about all kinds of things and they're both hilarious people. So that's really funny. Uh, so if, yeah, if you're interested in Patreon podcasts, check them out. But, um, yeah, I like that service. I like that model because it gives people like a chance to kind of sell directly to people who are interested in what they're doing, um, without like that much of a middleman, I guess Patreon gets a cut, but they must get a cut. Yeah. I would assume. Otherwise what? Yeah. It, so, all right. So this is my first Patreon. I was my first patronizing and, uh, I mean, I, I, same as you. I think the platform makes a lot of sense. I'm totally into it. I don't, I don't know what the expectation is for content. Um, I'm not. I won't name drop who 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 it was, but so there was a video in January, a video in February, another video in February, and then now I think it's been dormant. Like there hasn't been yeah. any new content since. I think I know as, who. Th- I I think I might know what you're referring to, but is it CrossFit related? 
It is. I'm not going to blow up the spot, but okay. I think I know what you're talking about. But at any rate, um, yeah. So basically, the you know, it's a free flowing kind of model where they can mm. tell you, I'm going to make five things a year. I'm going to make a thing every now and then. And then it's up to you whether you're going to continue to pay them based on that sort of model. Most podcasts and, do a very strict rollout where it's like, we're every Tuesday, that kind of thing. Well, I think, I think all, all things being equal, podcasts, I think, are easier to produce than video content just from an editing standpoint. Oh yeah, much. And then also based on like what your, you know, what's your day job? Like if you're a person who's an athlete or a salesperson or a nurse or whatever, like what is the likelihood you're going to be like really high level at editing video, <laughs> you know, like in a quick, well, these, these guys, that's, that is their job is they edit video. But anyway, anyway, I don't want to go down the, the <laughs> well, let's not get the into thing. that then. <laughs> what I, what I did learn, what I did learn and, uh, which was actually a big relief. I avoided Patreon forever. Because I thought, and I don't know why I thought this, I thought when they were like, oh, you can be a patron for as little as, you know, it's usually pretty affordable, right? Five bucks, six bucks, seven bucks a month, wh yep. whatever it is, something like that. But I always thought, and this was just me, the sales guy thinking, <laughs> scheming to get, the, to get the $5 a month price, you were going to have to pay for the year up front. No, you do not have to do that. And they're actually right. Really, well, Patreon's really good about it. You can quit any month and then restart in a month or two they don't care people do it well that's that's what i learned when i when i did my first patreon is that it is just month to month and i was like oh this is way better <laughs> one fun thing that you can do with patreon uh is look up how much money the different things are making um if they choose to leave it public um oh interesting they sometimes do not and there's a famous one that gets ridiculed in the podcast world one of my favorite podcasts is the doughboys Shout out to the Doughboys. We, we, oh, you've talked about these guys before. Yeah, yeah. We may or may not borrow some of their segment ideas for the show. <laughs> but, uh, to to we'll be never, determined. We'll never The people that. will decide. But uh, they, uh, they famously got to a point where they were making so much money that they found it embarrassing and turned that feature off so you can't see how much money they're making. And <laughs> when they guest on other podcasts, they're frequently ridiculed for that. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. Oh, that, that, is, that is funny. Yeah. Huh. But they're making, um, making bank, I guess. Anyway, I'm, in, I'm into the Patreon thing. I should probably explore it more. I think there's probably good content on there. I want to... Uh, well, here's a question since you, since you use it. If, if you find... Let's say I want to go be a patron of uh, All Gas, No Breaks. Sure. Which, which is amazing content. Please look them up on Instagram. All Gas, too. No Breaks. <laughs> oh my God, it's incredible. The name is it, great. It is incredible. Anyway... Do you get access to all their past content as well? You do if that's a service they provide. It's very individualized, but most Oh, so it's up to them. Okay. Yeah, for the most part the answer to that would be yes, but each individual stream it's like curated by like it's a platform, but you're still you're curating it yourself, sort of like how you would use Squarespace. Oh, I, li I like that though. No, that's that's cool. So you can I was do also, that. Yeah. I'm also a cheap bastard, right? So I'm thinking like, "Oh, I'll pick this thing. I'll buy the month." I'll binge it for the entire month and then I'll shut it off and move on. To and you totally else. can do that. And that's like part of the structure of how it works. So it's totally, you can totally do that. I, I like for there, there's different levels too. So I'll just give you a last example of while we're, while we're doing Patreon talk. Um, the, the channel I refer to that has podcasts each day of the week, there's a tier where you get the audio, but then if you want, there's an extra tier for a couple extra bucks. You can get actually the zoom streams so you can see the facial express. You can watch that, how they recorded it on zoom. So you get a video component. It's not highly compellingly <laughs> done, but like if you if you want to see the facial you know the facial expressions and when people crack up and stuff like that, it's kind of fun. So I've been I've been doing that with uh, recently with the um, well if you've been if you've been following on Instagram, you'll see that I cons I consistently have podcasts on the TV in the background. Yes, you do, and uh, I don't I don't get much value out of it. Yeah, and that's why it's like really specific to whether that's something that you're interested in or not. But uh, for the most part, I mean, part, I, I, I like that they're on YouTube and it's and it's yeah. easy for me to just pull up on the computer. But <laughs> um, yeah, I don't I don't get much value out of actually watching it. So yeah, I don't know. People consume certain podcasts that way more than others. I think Rogan, who we mentioned already earlier, I think he's one where a lot of people consume it with the video. I'm not really sure why. It's there's nothing really compelling going on in the video. No, ever. yeah, I watched. I watched the one with. Um, usually, I just listen to him, but I watched. I watched the one of him and Matt Frazier. I think because I was listening to it in the garage. 
Yeah, I watched, and, I watched a little of that one, too, because I wanted to see how the interface on Spotify looked. Like, I hadn't checked it out yet, and it's fine. Is there a video component on Spotify? Yeah, there is. You can it, oh. it'll just go straight into the video through the Spotify like portal. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. It's, okay. It's pretty well done, but I had not seen how they did it, so I was curious. I had a funny mo I had a funny moment on um, Facebook, which I don't use particularly often. Um, but I posted a video in um, one of the training groups, um, hybrid performance method. Uh <laughs> And somebody commented, they were like, oh, I want a TV in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That was the and then I And then I realized, like, you know, to me, it's very normal because it's been there. And then, and then I was like, I guess people do not have TVs in their garages. <laughs> well, I think it's a regional thing. I've noticed down here, I, we, I think we talked about this on a previous episode, but a lot of people have TVs in their garages down here. And I'm not talking about people working out and stuff. Like, it's just like, Oh, let's go hang out in the garage, which is weird to me. I don't, that's not a new England thing that, that oh. I think of, but I um, mean, full, it's full disclosure. Common. The only reason I have a TV in the garage is that I used to have the TV in the basement at the old house and I had it hooked up to the bike trainer. So mm. when I was doing Zwift, I had a, I had a screen. And so I just transferred it to the garage. Yeah. So the only reason I very, have a TV in the yeah. garage is come somehow you convinced me I need one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to watch TV while you're on the rower. Yeah. Oh, let's hit, let's hit the rower. Uh, so we, <laughs> I got a rower. I got a concept two rower, Adam. Right. Well, you had a rower. I got a concept two rower though. And now you have, you have a legitimate rower. As has been talked about on previous episodes of the podcast, I had a fitness rower that was bought off of Amazon that is not of the same caliber of rower as is usually used for CrossFit challenges and things of that type. And boy, was our text thread full of insults about it whenever (laughs) we would compare any type of anything. I just want to say it actually has very little to do with CrossFit and the Concept 2 rower is simply a more accurate rowing machine for anyone interested in rowing of any kind. Yeah, yeah, it's I think as we've talked about it, it's the industry standard, I believe. I think it yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure it is like the standard oh, unless there's like there's what, some home-based ones that are like water-based. I was just going to ask you what you think about those ones that are being advertised right now with the water basin at the end of them. Yeah, it's a it's a thing, but um, and they claim it's adjustable, right? Because you put more or less water in the thing. Huh. So like that's that's cool. Like I, I understand that it makes good sense, right? Sure. But like you're not gonna do that on the fly. <laughs> See, you know, like yeah, like mid, mid work. You're like, okay, I hit my warm up. Let me go get a half a cup. Poured like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so. that's a little strange. <laughs> So I don't know, I, but they, they look, not, I think there's a whole like aesthetic component sure. to that. Yeah. Even the concept uh, too has a certain aesthetic to it that I'm sure is like partly functional and partly, you know, aesthetic. Shout out to Vermont concept too. Is that, it's a Vermont based company. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah Rogue sure. Rogue also Vermont based or no, they're, they're in, Ohio. They're in the Midwest. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I got yeah. the concept two rower. I have not, um, Really used it a whole lot yet because I've been doing some other things, but we'll talk about on a future episode, just some work hustling. But um, but I did do life, it. Life and whatnot. Yeah, I have used it. It is fantastic so far. I would just say like the the feel of it, the interactive, uh, the, the screen, the informatics, whatever you want to call it. Excellent so far. Is that a real word? Informatics? Informatics. Yeah, I don't like, let's look it up. But um, I I mean, it sounds good. I'm into it. (laughs) (laughs) Informatics. Uh, I I think it's a really good product. It it integrates with the Whoop, which I didn't know. Uh, The commissioner kind of told me that. I didn't know that either. Yeah, I learned that literally the day before he told you. Informatics is the study of computational systems, especially those for data storage and retrieval. Yeah, so you definitely used it incorrectly, but it sounded great. <laughs> it was close to it was a close to a good application. I uh, mean, I think you meant infographics. I think I meant let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so uh Concept2 Rower did do a 2K challenge on it uh with really not uh knowing how to row properly and uh did a, a time that is okay, but not listeners, listeners, <laughs> listeners, wait, wait, <clears throat> time out, time out. 
listeners of the world, rate, review, comment. <laughs> let us know your 2K time. Oh yeah, yeah. If give us a give us a review, make fun of me, and then tell us your 2K time on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please. And now you can tell them your 2K time. So for out of the box, 2K time was eight minutes thirty seconds. So not not super fast, but I also was rowing at a, a, a stroke rate way too high, meaning I was highly inefficient. So working on cleaning that up in the coming weeks. I think mid, you know mid eights though is, is respectable for not knowing what the heck you're doing. I was going hard, but it was not an efficient version of me going hard. So like, that's the frustrating part is I felt like I was doing a real decent effort, but that's not what the screen was telling me back. <laughs> so. Well, and that's, yeah. And we talk about that where rowing is a lot of technique, a lot of technique. Yeah. Involved. So, it, but it's fun because that gives you room to improve. So future episodes will update our, our PR Adam for, for the sake of it. You got to throw it down. Now, what's your PR on the two K on a concept two rower? Six fifty-one point something. Yeah, and I think sub seven minutes is considered fast, so that is legitimately fast. It took me like two and a half years to get sub seven. I tried a bunch of times, so it's a substantial effort to get there. Yeah, and to think about that for anybody listening, that's like, I mean, would you say Adam, that's pretty much a max effort the entire time to get to that? Like, you you can't really roll it out, right? I think it's a it's a max effort, but it's like. I call it, uh, I should have just posted about this on Instagram recently. It's a, it's, um, an effort pyramid. Mm. And so you come out of the gate hot, like really hot. Like you smash the first hundred meters. Sure. And then you settle into a very uncomfortable pace, but sustainable, (laughs) sustainable discomfort. And then, and then you sprint for the last 200 meters. Very good. That's and I'm going to try to follow that formula next time I attempt it, but I'm going to work on the technique a bit and then I'm going to attempt to see what I can get after like honing the technique a little bit. Yeah. I think, I think you'll, you'll be sub eight in no time. Can you, can you shout out the name of the, um, if anyone wants to look up technique for the rower on YouTube, uh, you guys sent me some videos. I can't oh. remember the provider, but it was good. Yeah. Dark, dark horse rowing. Yeah, check, um, check that out if you're listening to this and you're thinking about trying to go for a fast time on the rower. Uh, they have really good instructionals. They have some paid content if you want to like follow a training program, and they got tons and tons of free content on their on their Instagram, on YouTube, all sorts of stuff. Really, really great. So, also Concept Two has a ton, ton of content on their website. So, yes. Okay. So shout out, gonna- shout out to the commissioner. He's chasing down one million meters this year. That's awesome. That's, and that's he's, he's ahead of schedule at the moment. I can't even like, I would have to sit down and like figure out what that means in terms of time spent on the rower, but it's a lot. It's, it's like a consistent use of it for sure. Yeah. It's not. Well, that's the thing. It's not an outrageous amount um, by any stretch, but it is incredibly consistent. Yeah. And that's the, that's the bugaboo. Consistency is tough. <laughs> Life gets in the way. <laughs> Super, yeah, because you got to do uh, 83,000 meters a month. That's what not is that? nothing, what? No, I know, but, okay, so it was 83,000 meters a month. You're like, holy shit, that's a lot. But you break it on down, it's 2,750 meters a day. It's doable, especially if you're putting in some, like, 10,000s here and there to kind of give days off. Yeah, like, like 20, 2,750, you know, you can knock it out in... in um, well, it's different for different folks. <laughs> well, I was going to, I was going to say it, it's approximately, uh, 10 to 15 minutes of work. Sure. So if you're like, if you can carve out 12 minutes out of your day, like yep. it's doable, it's pretty doable. Yeah. Totally doable. But you got to be on it. So, anyway. so, okay. So I'm going to put it down for, I'm going to give myself May and June. I'm going to, I'm going to try to get, a, I'm going to set a goal here on the podcast, try to do under eight in the next month or two, some, sometime in May or early June. I'm going to try to uh, do it and get it under eight. And it's not a huge goal, but you know, I think before June 30, you should do. Yeah. Before June 30 is good. Before June 30, get my PR below eight minutes and then work you, on it. From you there. got it. That's, you got it. That's a goal. All right. And uh, so we got to wrap this up. We can, uh, we can uh, talk about some topics for the next episode. Um, there's some, so I want to get, dig a little deeper into some of these bigger long running events that you're doing on the next one. But, uh, I gotta, me go, too. I, I gotta, gotta do start some planning. landlord shit, man. People just break shit. People just break shit. And then they don't tell you it's crazy. It ain't theirs. What do they care? It ain't theirs. 
Break a freaking ceiling fan, moving something. You know you did that, right? When you, you're moving something, whatever it was, the bed railing, I don't know, something, and you hear and it's glass. You know you broke it. Yeah, but if you but if you don't look, you didn't see it, you don't know it broke. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. So, <laughs> oh, I got an anecdote for you. This we're gonna I'm gonna this will be the final episode uh, anecdote, and then I want people to respond to this if they want. They can uh, hit us up uh, uh, in the reviews or I guess I don't know, just I don't wanna I don't even check the talk show email anymore. But um uh, you can hit well they can message me at short, at short handled shovel at short handled shovel this is a what would you do scenario okay Ooh, okay. okay i i got a call at work uh friday uh from my wife and she said <laughs> it's actually a text she texted me first then i called her she texted me and she said what did you buy that was the text what did you buy question mark <laughs> And I oh, said, snap, that's never a good text to get. You don't want that text. And I said, what do, what do you mean? And she said, there's a giant box in front of the house. What did you buy? And I have not bought anything. So I was like, <laughs> I, nothing. I don't know. Nothing. And she said, oh, well, there's a really big box here. And it does have our address on the side of it. And I didn't order anything like this either. And so we're both completely stumped. It, does, it doesn't, we're not expecting it. There's no birthday. We're not expecting any presents. Very confused. Turns out later on after I, I, I'm, I pick up the phone and call my wife, I'm like, just open the side of it. Kind of, you know, don't go crazy with opening the whole box, but like, see if you can see what is in there. Um, it seems like the, the, the label was damaged a little bit in shipping. So we can't tell who sent it. Like the return address isn't entirely clear, but it is addressed to my wife at our address so it came here on purpose i like that she tried to blame it on you and it's addressed to her <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't in, in her defense i don't think she could see that part of the label when we started the conversation but she immediately blamed it on me and she did say i think i think maybe they sent you a second rower and i was like no they would never do that like those things are hard to come by they wouldn't that's like gold man yeah, yeah, they ain't sending you they're a not sending rower. me a pile of gold but anyway um long story short we get the corner of the box open it happens to be the corner where there's some paperwork. She pulls the paperwork out. It is a kid's pottery barn bookshelf um, what? called the Preston model, which retails for Adam. How much do you think? A kid's bookshelf. Oh, the, the Preston, pottery the barn. Preston the model. Preston pottery barn. $6.95. It, very close. It's a $500 bookshelf. <laughs> Oh, okay. Not bad. not bad. It's sitting on my stoop still at this moment in a box with no explanation why. So my wife calls the company up. Okay. She, she calls the, oh, I think she's texting me, but anyway, uh, she calls up the company and says, Hey, pottery barn. There's a huge thing here. It's a Preston bookshelf. It says it's addressed to me. I did not buy this. Why is it here? The woman goes click, 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 comes back to very disinterested uh, customer service representative, comes back to my wife and says, oh, yeah, that was supposed to go to a Brittany in Illinois, but she already called us and we sent her one. And so that one is just there. <laughs> my wife's like, okay, so do you want it back? And they're like, yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll give you a label and you can bring it to, to the nearest store. Bear in mind, this is a huge box and it's very heavy. My wife's like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Wait, let's come up with a better plan. Like, why don't you send someone to get it? So then they send us an, a UPS call tag, but it's a call tag that says to bring to the nearest UPS store. So that's the last step in the interaction that we've had so far. I've not called them back since. Now, Adam St. Germain, the question is, what do you do? Post it on Craigslist. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what the hell? That is, that's the customer service that I'm going to get when I'm, you hand me, you ship a giant problem to my doorstep and then I try to be nice and give it back to you? Oh, yeah, dude. I like to list that, list it, and then, Yeah. Go buy yourself a second. Go get a second rower. <laughs> <laughs> Love it or list it. Oh, God. Yeah, All right. So, would, yeah, totally. If anyone totally. has a different answer than Adams, hit him up and short handle shovel. Matt, you can text me. That's it, man. I'll, this is I'll gonna, tell you what. You know, yeah. the other the people with different answers. Here's the thing about those answers. They're wrong. They're wrong. So, <laughs> Convince me otherwise. Convince Adam otherwise. Good luck. 
That's all I got to say about that. All right, hey, have fun. Good luck. Fix your fan. You can do it. All that. This podcast has ended. Let us go with me. We did it. Later.